Audible presents this brilliance audio production of Hard Evidence by John Lesquois. Every year, if not every day, we have to wager our salvation upon some prophecy based on imperfect knowledge. Oliver Wendell Holmes, Jr. Part 1. 1. Dismas Hardy walked hip-deep in green ice water, his rubber-gloved hands on the fins of a six-foot white shark. Outside in the world, it was nearly two o'clock of an early summer morning, but here at the Steinhardt, there was no time. The overhead light reflected off the institutional green walls, clammy with distilled sea sweat. Somewhere, out of the room, a motor throbbed dully. The only noise in Hardy's world was the steady slush and suck of the water curling behind him as he walked around and around, alone in the circular pool. Pico Morales had called around seven to ask if he felt like doing some walking. When Pico called, it meant that some fishing boat had landed a great white shark and had contacted the aquarium. The sharks bred just off the Farallons, and the Steinhardt, or Pico, its curator, wanted a live one badly. The problem was that the beasts became so traumatized or wounded, or both, after they were caught, that none survived. Too exhausted to move on their own, they had to be walked through the water so that they could breathe. It was Hardy's third and last hour-long shift tonight. He'd been spelled by a couple of other volunteers earlier, and Pico was due any minute, so Hardy just walked, unthinking, putting down one foot after another, dragging and pulling the half-dead monster along with him. On his first break, he'd stripped off his wetsuit, changed and walked over to the little shamrock for a Guinness or two. Hardy's brother-in-law, Franny's brother Moses McGuire, had been off. Lynn Leish was working her normal Sunday shift behind the rail, and Hardy had taken his drink to the back and sat, speaking to no one. On his next break, he'd gone out and climbed a fence into the Japanese tea garden. Sitting on a footbridge, he listened to the orchestrated trickle of the artificial stream that flowed between the bonsais and pagodas. The fog had been in, and it hadn't made the evening any warmer. Hardy wasn't paying any attention when Pico came in. Suddenly, there he was at the side of the pool, his huge bulk straining his wetsuit to its limit. Pico had a large black drooping mustache that got wet every time he brought the steaming cup to his lips. Hey, Diz! Hardy, willing his legs forward, looked up and grunted. How's the baby? Hardy kept moving. Don't know. Pico rested his cup on the edge of the pool and slid in. He shivered as the cold water came under his suit. Next time Hardy came around, Pico grabbed the shark and goosed its belly. Let it go, he said. Hardy walked another two steps, then released the fins. The shark turned ninety degrees and took a nosedive into the tiles on the bottom of the tank. Pico sighed. Hardy leaned his elbows up against the rim of the pool. Lack of family structure, Pico said. That's what does it. What does what? Hardy was breathing hard. I don't think they have much will to live, these guys. You know, abandoned at birth, left to fend for themselves. Probably turn to drugs, run with a bad crowd, eat junk food. Time we get them, they're just plum licked. Hardy nodded. Good theory. Pico, in the bottoms of his wetsuit, his enormous stomach protruding like a tumor, sat on the lip of the tank, sipping coffee and brandy. Hardy was out of the pool. The shark hung still in the water, its nose on the bottom. 
Without saying anything, Pico handed his mug to Hardy. We're doing something wrong, Peek. Pico nodded. Follow that reasoning, Dees. You're on to something. They do keep dying, don't they? I think this one OD'd. Probably mainlining. He grabbed the mug back. Fucking shark drug addicts. Lack of family structure, Hardy said. Yeah. Pico plopped in and walked over to the shark. Wanna help hoist this sucker out and stroll through his guts? Further the cause of science? Hardy emptied Pico's coffee mug, sighed, and brought the gurney over. Pico had tied a rope around the shark's tail and slung it over a pulley in the ceiling. Suddenly the shark's tail twitched and Pico jumped back as if stung. Spasmodic crackhead shark rapists! You're sure it's just a spasm? Hardy didn't want to cut the thing up if it wasn't dead yet.